Today, this episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly one million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're an office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and a standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. And within minutes, you're up and running. Printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send it. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com's new rate advisor tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's absolutely no risk. And with my promo code, POD, that's P-O-D, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone, at the top of the page and type in POD, that's P-O-D, that's stamps.com, promo code P-O-D, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Ladies and gentlemen, especially if you have a small business, it is really, you know how hard it is to get things going. It's usually a one-man show. And I've had only positive experiences with stamps.com. Try it. You'll like it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli. 
My avid followers knew this podcast as Pleasure Seeking, the Pleasure Seeking podcast, named after my book, The Magic of Pleasure Seeking. As soon as it's available for pre-order, I'll announce it here. Enjoy your listening. I won't be talking because our guest is Tamara Zoner, and she will be speaking for herself. What is Tamara? Or who is Tamara? What does she do? Well, let me just start by saying that she's a speaker and a coach. And she's on a mission to create greater happiness in the world. And I'm thinking to myself, whoa, she must have grown wings along her life somewhere. By teaching individuals and groups the actions and happiness of Habits of Happiness <laughs> podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Claudia. It's a pleasure to be here. Wonderful. So what do you do? And how do you do that? I mean, what got you into that? Yes, those are fabulous questions. People always ask, how did you get into this work? Well, what I do is really teach those actions and habits of happiness so that people can move from wherever they're at to where they truly want to be and really live a life that feels good to them. And I got into it because I I grew up a relatively happy kid. Lots of circumstances that could have made that different, but I'm lucky enough to have been born with some natural positivity and optimism and uh, really was my baseline of happiness is, is probably higher than the average, I would say. Yeah. And then I went through a period of my life, which was very unhappy and oh. I kept getting unhappier and oh. unhappier. Oh. And I realized that felt horrible and I didn't want to be Okay, now wait, way. wait, wait, wait. I will stop. <laughs> You're not going to glide right past. <laughs> I'm not glossing that. over that. No, no, no. <laughs> we go under the surface here. Cool. Was it something that you would like to mention or? I'm Yes, I'm perfectly okay. comfortable talking Just, about it because sure. I feel it's so important for people to have an understanding that you can be anywhere and still get to happy. Right. And um, so I was married and my now ex-husband, was not the most supportive, loving, patient, kind human being. And he was- You mean he was only human? Yeah, he was only human. But (laughs) he, uh, you know- He had no wings like you. He wasn't, he wasn't real. He has some stuff that he doesn't look at, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, And he wasn't nice and it wasn't supportive. And I kept to stay- to survive really in the, in the relationship, I had to cut pet, uh, I had to keep shutting pieces of me down. Right. And off. I get that. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the way I wanted to live. It wasn't the way I wanted to show up as a parent. And, uh, and Can so I eventually ask I, you, uh, Tamara, what was mm-hmm. the last straw? Was there one last straw? There usually There is. really was. I mean, ah. I, there were so many straws, oh. but the last straw. <laughs> okay. Now look, we have to put a time on this. I know you. <laughs> I am a relentless optimist, as I call it. So I give him so many chances. Okay. And the very last straw was when I came home back to Michigan for a visit. We mm-hmm. had been living in England for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I came home for a visit and was surrounded by friends and family that I hadn't seen in years. Yeah. And over the first few days, I started to notice myself relaxing because I wasn't in this constant 
tense state of being able to handle whatever was thrown at me. Right. And then I started noticing how nice people were. Yeah. And how the these people who were telling me that they loved me, they actually communicated that with their language, their body yeah. language, their beingness. And I was thinking, oh, this is how it feels when people love you and they yes. actually treat you with that love. And so I made some decisions in that first week of, hey, this isn't good. This doesn't feel good. This isn't what I want. And we can make changes. Right. But I think I'm going to take a little longer of a vacation right. and see how you might take some responsibility for the problems in our relationship instead of me having to be the one to do that always. Right. And as it evolved, he, he made it really easy for me to make the final decision, which wasn't easy, of course. Of like, course. Of course. Of course. An exceptionally Never hard decision. Yeah. And he made it easier through behaviors that just said, yes, I'm making the right decision by separating myself from this person in this relationship. And uh -huh. now I get to start rebuilding myself back into who I love. Okay. I get it. Mm -hmm. Well, now how can I, do you mind if I ask you how long ago that was? Yes. Uh, okay. Actually, I've been back home seven years last month. So it's been seven years. Ah, mm -hmm. and it was 15 years of marriage. Okay. Well, it, it's not, there you are. There's not, huh. it wasn't that much. It wasn't 40 years or 30 years. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Um, so, um, for, for our listeners, all of a sudden I pushed the right button. Now I have Tamara <laughs> next to me in full view. She's beautiful. You're missing, <laughs> you're missing out. <laughs> okay. So now how did you go about it? What was your main objective to communicate? Because I know you're a speaker or to coach couples, to coach women, um, empowerment. What, what were your key actions? My key actions were, yes, women were my focus. I, I wanted to teach the tools that helped me, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for example, step back in. The passion test is one of them. I'm okay, a certified what is passion that? test facilitator. So this is a process of clarifying the five things that matter the most to you in your life, what you want to be, do, feel, or have in your experience, mm -hmm. and learning how to align your life with those things so that every day becomes more joyful and fulfilling. And that's the process that I use to kind of start truth telling. Okay, myself. okay, wait, wait, wait. Before mm -hmm. we get into that truth yeah. arena. All right, so now I'm a woman, I'm having trouble. I'm having okay. trouble, straw number one, straw number two. I'm at 100, I, mm -hmm. 101 comes, I'm out. I come to you. Um, I'm sort of leery about your technique and I, but I've heard good things about you. You know, things happen, they, word of mouth, that's still true today. Mm -hmm. um, what do you do to win me over? I mean, I've already paid you. I'm in your office. I'm okay. next to you or on screen. So what, what do we do next? We have an experience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we sure will. <laughs> we have an experience and it's, 
it's in this process of making your list. So initially you start with this list of 10 to 12 things, and then I take you through a process of questioning mm -hmm. to get you to your top five. Okay. And it's this very, it's like, which one feels better? So uh -huh. we're comparing all Give these things. Give me an example that... of, from, sure. from a make-believe client. So you don't have sure. to, you know, miss sex where she has had 20 or 10 or whatever. So, so, so we can understand. If you, so if you have those people, at your fingertips. Oh, so many. Okay. A lot of people, because I can just kind of generalize oh, sure, know, sure, sure. many clients into one. A lot of people come to me and this is what I'm hearing. You know, I don't know who I am anymore. Right. I lived my life for my husband and now he's left me. Or I lived my life for my children and now they're grown and gone. And I just don't know who I am or what I want or really what feels good. And so I start encouraging them to dream a little and to tap back into those heart's desires of when they were younger, mm -hmm. maybe what they dreamed of, you know, to go to school for, or maybe their passions that they had, but they set aside for their responsibilities. For example, so we, could it be dance lessons or something like that? Or I don't singing or oh, writing so there you or go. painting or even, you know, working in an office. Right. Anything. Or anything right. anything at all and so to get them to kind of tap back into what makes you come alive what makes you feel alive what lights you up and then they start dreaming a little and then i you know take them through the test making process or the list making process so i want to know about uh, that <laughs> yeah it's a, so i give them a meditation well first of all we talk about where do where do our experiences really come from creating how we're and this is that conscious creating we we talked off camera at first about what we're creating in our lives we're always creating whether we know it or not whether right. we're consciously creating or not is the question and so I say you know look at your experience and what is in your reality that you really don't want and most of us focus our attention uh, on what we don't okay want. so so are you talking mm -hmm. about artifacts things or experiences or people because you're talking about creating, no? Yes, you're saying um, we're consciously, we're, we're consciously and subconsciously creating all the mm -hmm. time. And mm -hmm. I know what that would mean if I'm writing a book. I don't know what that means if I'm watching a TV series to, to you know, unwind. Right. Do you see what I mean? It might mean, yeah, it might mean something like this, Claudia. So consciously, I'm saying I want a relationship that's supportive and loving. Right. But subconsciously I'm scared I've been hurt before I'm fearful and my actions are uh, instead of getting out there and meeting people staying at home and eating a bowl of ice cream and watching Netflix every night and so it's there's not a lot all... to be said about Netflix <laughs> hey there's nothing wrong with Netflix in moderation like anything else I don't know about the ice uh... cream but <laughs> depends that on too what is fine kind. in moderation <laughs> So, you know, what we want and mm -hmm. what we're doing, our actions aren't lining up with our right. desires. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's, it's teaching people, okay, let's prioritize. Let's see what you really want. Is okay. that relationship really so important to you? Okay. Or would you rather, you know, would it feel better to actually be in a career that lights you up from within and you right. feel is making a difference? Right. Because okay. there can be anything. Okay. It could be as simple so, as feeling healthy in my so body. They have not yet written their list, correct? Right. Correct. We're okay. just getting to the idea right. of it. And then they make that list. And so then I say. <laughs> and what does that okay. list typically look like? 
when my life is ideal, I am fill in the blank 10 times. And okay. that includes all the areas of our, of our life, our physical environment, our relationships, our relationship to ourself, mm -hmm. spirituality, um, service, you know, if we want to volunteer, our health, our right. fitness, mm -hmm. all of it. So every area of your life that you can imagine, you can write things down in all of those right. areas. Now, and what then, do you do to get them to drop to five? Yeah. So I, this is where the specific questions come into play. So mm -hmm. it's a comparative analysis, so to speak. So I'll say, which feels better, this number one passion, and I'll read the whole sentence okay. so they feel okay. it, or number two, and then they answer. And we keep going through their list of 10 things uh -huh. each time. And then whichever ones come, come out on top, that's their number one. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then we go through that list five times. So each time going through different things and each time reminding them to answer from their heart, not their head. And so if I see them or hear them hesitating, then I'll say, okay, pause. We're going to ask a deeper level question. And then it's, if you could have this one, but never ever that one. Okay. I get it. And then it. we flip it, you know, so they're feeling into how it feels All to right. be living this life. I've got a challenge and, for you, Tamara. Okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. don't you lose your patience sometimes with women? <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'd like to smack them around. <laughs> Sorry you know, about that. <laughs> no, I don't actually. Okay. I'm trying to recall a time that I have because I could have lost patience with myself and where would that have been? Right, 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 right. But, but you, you know, see, I've... you in the position, the position that you are, uh, sometimes it, I think that you would be looking beyond where they are now and don't you have that urge just to give them the answer? Or, of course, it's their <laughs> own personal answer. They have to find their own answer. Yeah, right. Yeah. And we all start where we're at. I right. mean, I can't skip them ahead five years. Right. Too bad. So I want my I money back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, I don't have time travel in my resume, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but because it's it's the going through it that helps us grow through it. Right. And, and that's what I encourage people to really understand is that it is in your own hands. Right. And you can, and I tell people after every single passion test or workshop or talk, you have a choice now to take what you heard and learned and experienced and right. think that was cool and right. never look yeah. at it again. Yeah. Well, or this you can is, to a I practice. mean, you you have patience, obviously. I mean, this is a lot of patience it takes uh, mm -hmm. to meticulously bring that person to a place where oftentimes you know. I mean, do you ever get surprised in this phase? Oh, sure. And frankly, they're surprised most well, often. We're, give me an idea of a surprise. So someone might think that the most important thing to them in the world is actually their job and they want to have this career that they okay. love. And then like maybe as an afterthought in their 10 things, they've listed a relationship. Okay. And then as they go through that passion test, yeah. the relationship becomes number oh. one. <laughs> okay. They didn't want it to be important. Oh. And in fact, it ended up being the thing important. in their heart that was. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. now let's get back to Tamara because Tamara's doing this after mm -hmm. oh, seven years of having experienced a, a low, an all-time low. Um, can you 
uh, let, let's say you're turning back, you're looking back at yourself 10 years ago when you were in the thick of it, when you were mm-hmm. probably not even, you didn't even know what, what you were going through then. What one piece of advice, knowing what you do now, what would you tell that person? <laughs> Get out <laughs> now. <laughs> You'll be okay because my, you know, my fear at that time was how would I take care of my children and, you know, all of that. And so I would just tell her, you'll be okay. You'll, you'll figure it out. Okay. I see. Mm. Taking care of the younger version of you. Yeah. So now let's go back to the coaching process. I'll call it a coaching process. Forgive me if maybe I'm not using the right word, Uh, uh, some form of coaching or Mm. counseling. Um, how long does, uh, do you work with one client typically? Is there an average? It depends. Mm-hmm. Typically, typically, most people will come for that workshop and then go on their way. A workshop so, or of how an long? intensive, three, three or four or five hours. Depends okay. on the size of the group. And uh-huh. It depends on the particular workshop. And then a percentage of those people will typically choose to work with me. And I... I encourage them to stick with it for about six months. Okay. And but six a year months? is even better. Wait a minute now. Mm-hmm. Six months. Um, what does that mean? To come see you once a week for six months? Mm-hmm. Or do you give homework and then I see you once oh, yeah. a month? Yeah, that's the fun thing about being a coach and not a counselor per se is that, yes, I, I give questions, but I also act as a teacher, right? I'm uh-huh. really a teacher teaching you how to do this and make this change. And so... I meet them three weeks a month and then give them home Home play, as I like to call it. Yeah. Now, what does Uh, that look like? So that might look like you're going to uh, commit to some practices. Like? So like meditation. All right. Like uh, tapping or EFT. but, but, But do they come to you already knowing what meditation is? Some people are a blank slate. Some people have never meditated in their lives. They don't know how they think, you know, they have these preconceived notions of it and think they can't do it because they can't stop thinking. Right, right. The point at all. You mentioned briefly EFT. That's a, Mm -hmm. can you explain that's a tapping? Go ahead. Yep. So that's tapping. And that's one of my favorite tools because it connects body and mind. Mm -hmm. And it's, you think it, I think you're saying, your truth. You're speaking your truth and it's total truth telling. Mm -hmm. So it's not covering it up with positive affirmations that might not feel true. I want my clients to tell the absolute truth. So if they hate an experience, that's what they're saying. Or if they're super angry, that's what they're saying. But as they're saying these words, they're also tapping on those tapping points, those meridian points. And it's like acupuncture at your fingerprints. Mm -hmm fingertips. And so it's also working with stored emotion in our bodies to release it with those words and out comes old beliefs, old programming, old emotions that we've stored. And there's often a great release. And while I caution anyone who's had severe trauma in their lives not to practice without an actual licensed therapist, uh, for the regular the regular uh, trauma, yeah. <laughs> you know, of regular growing up in this culture and life, <laughs> uh, most of us can safely okay. uh, commit to a practice of EFT so, to really help us uncover 
the hidden beliefs about money, about mm-hmm. relationships, yeah. about life. It's very funny you mentioned money. There was some uh, a guest of mine on this podcast, um, a woman who was a, I think, what was her? She was a financial consultant, but what she did was help people understand what money is and how to manage it, literally have it in their hands. And she said to me, you know, it's a taboo talking about money. And I thought, oh my God, she's right. Mm -hmm. And um, this brings me to something else because everything you've been saying so far is based on uh, oral communication, it seems. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Or do they fill out some kind of things before starting? Do, I do invite them, oh yes, before there's an intake form so I can uh, okay. understand them a this little bit better. This is the entry, a pre, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So, so now when if they're you... coming straight from a workshop, I right, might not right. know a thing about them. Exactly. But if they're coming to me as a one-on-one client, then mm-hmm. yes, then Okay. give me more now, details. is uh, there a time when you ever have them journal or write, or do mind mapping, because sometimes I find that tapping doesn't always work with everyone, and they need another type of tool, something different sure. to, to get to their senses. My toolbox is pretty full at this okay. point in my life. And so <laughs> oh, come on, I, you're hiding I, things. Come on, ladies and I gentlemen, generally... give, give her a round of applause so she'll just open up. <laughs> You know, I there are so many tools. Of course. And not every tool works for every person. Right. And so it is part of the process to kind of uncover for them which ones work for you. Mm-hmm. And so I might, you know, I might feel that this one will work for them and I'll give them tapping for a few weeks. A tap five minutes a day for the next couple of weeks. And but how do they uh, report to you when they come back? Do they journal and tell you about it or they just come in? I do ask for a reflection form. So each week they complete a reflection form. Like, here's what I've done. Here are any insights or ahas. And then we talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if after, if if they've given it the old college try and they don't like that particular tool, then I'll say, okay, let's try something different. And journaling is for sure a wonderful tool. I even often will incorporate for people who have a hard time saying what they're feeling like, well, maybe journal then and then, then read back your journal entry right. and tap while you just while you read it or say yeah. it out loud. That's fine, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, and there are just there are so many. And, you know, it depends on their experience. If right. they're having a lot of stress in their life and maybe they just want to learn how to breathe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I gather from what you're saying that maybe 98 percent of the people who come to you are women or all. Are women. You know, it's I'd say about eighty percent. Okay, that's I'm my always gearing well. my work toward women, but men keep showing up, and in <laughs> fact, men are the ones who will hire me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's I'm always surprised. Like I thought this would be a room full of women, and there are you know, out of twenty, there are five men. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, <laughs> the minority way they should be. Still the minority. <laughs> Yeah. And, and still, and I think more and more men are really wanting to get more in touch with who they are and, and their female side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some more authentic, gentle aspects of themselves. All right. Now, now I'm going to give you a, a tough one. Okay. I want a failure. A client. You just didn't, all of that toolbox pen just (laughs) came out. Nothing worked. 
what happened? Yeah. Well, here's. And then I mean, I'm going to ask you the other, word. you know, the success. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. And frankly, both of the examples that came to mind are men. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So failure. I won't call him a failure yet, right, but right. we could on the surface of it, look at it Good. like a failure, mm-hmm. but I've planted seeds that I feel like will help carry him through. But ultimately we fail when we stop trying. Right. And so he didn't stick with the process. He didn't commit to it. He no showed several sessions. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, rescheduled last minute changed. And yeah, finally, you know, I have, I have to set boundaries and, of course. and commit to myself as well and say, look, you're not doing the work. And so you lost a couple of sessions <laughs> yeah, because yeah. you haven't shown up. Right. And and he chose not to resign because he he just wasn't making ready. the space in his mm-hmm. life for it. He wasn't and ready. Right. Right. I mean, it's a judge. I try to refrain from judgment, but yeah, ultimately, he's not, he's not quite ready to make that commitment to himself. Mm-hmm. He's still living more in a victim mentality, mode right? Of like, no, everything's happening to me. Well, that's okay I for can't. a while, just as long as he comes sure. out. Of you it. are where you're at. Yeah. You know, and you are where you're at, and you have to be the Take driver the responsibility. of this ride. All yeah, right, so now yeah. we hit on this poor Mr. X who may come <laughs> around, right? Now, what right. about the extreme opposite, a wonderful success that you didn't expect? Uh, that I didn't expect. No, I would say I did expect success from this other client. Um, a wonderful success that I didn't expect expect. I always expect the best from everybody. So, of course. Uh, yes, I, know. I do. I told you, <laughs> relentless optimist. Um, yeah. But I will say, the the other client that I thought of initially came to me, and he was also freshly divorced. Actually, felt like he, you know he was equally responsible for the problems in the relationship. Good for him. Um, yeah, really, really good. And wanted to really wanted to look at how he was raised where there wasn't a lot of expression of emotion uh-huh. and everything was withheld and there wasn't a lot of right. really healthy communication. Mm-hmm. And, and he wanted, he had, he has children. So he wanted to, to teach them something different and mm-hmm. for them not to get into their fifties and realize that they're not happy with their right. life. Mm-hmm. And so I did work with him for almost a full year and, and actually he had taken the passion test with me several years ago and then uh, a couple of years ago came to me for like a, a re a redo because yeah. you know life changes as, yeah, of as course. time passes. And so we did another passion test and mm-hmm. then he committed to working with me. And yeah, we I think he ended up working with me for about ten months and then his 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 re-signed package came to a point and work got back on track and he was like, All right, I think I'm good to go for now. <laughs> I think I'm going to try this on my own for a while, but his communication with his kids changed. His self-esteem just whew, went up so high. Did you and give his him a diploma and sent uh, Absolutely. Him <laughs> <laughs> his self-esteem was just remarkably That's That's higher and his comfort within himself and with feeling his feelings and processing. And it was just really inspiring. No, and, so and it does give you a lot of satisfaction too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I always say it's not about the money, you know, it's really not about mm-hmm. the money because if, I mean, if we wanted to be rich, we'd be doing something else, you know, <laughs> for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but, you know, I have now, I have a, a pretty good handle on what you do. Um, 
is there something that yet you haven't told us, but that you love to do, like a, a hobby, a passion that you, you know, well, you don't talk about? Tell us. <laughs> oh, I pretty much talk about everything, Claudia. <laughs> but so what most says. people wouldn't know necessarily from you know the work that i present online is right. that i'm a, i'm also a singer so i sing wow yeah oh come on so... belt something out for <laughs> oh come on give us a one line um what a difference a day makes 24 little hours wow <laughs> Ladies and gentle, Tamara Zoner. Wow. <laughs> Did you ever sing for, in, in, you know, for other people? I or... basically grew up in choir. I <gasps> loved choir. How and, exciting. Um, and I'm a voice coach. I... That's cool. Oh, are you yeah. really? Yeah. 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 As I stepped back into my own life, I started doing karaoke for stress relief. <laughs> Is that part of um, your uh, toolbox as well? It totally good, is. Good. It absolutely is. And then I, uh, before I went full-time with my coaching and speaking, I was working in senior living. Uh -huh. And I started, I was the director of life enrichment. So Ooh. I'd book the entertainment and I oh. would book all the fun stuff. And so I would sing for them during social Oh, my hour. God. Oh, my God. I could and see it. Yeah. And, and also the Glee Club director was like, I came in and sat in one time and was singing and he was like, we should, we should duet because he would come and perform. Oh. And so then I started performing with him wow. at various senior communities. Wow. And now I actually go back to the senior communities that I worked at for four years. You know, I have the, for them. a vision of the senior community, the, the men saying, take it off, take it off, Tamara. <laughs> I did sing Love for Sale the last time I uh, <laughs> performed. You know, they got to live a little too. Oh, no, they this want, is fantastic. This is fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Oh, we, we, we should have led with this. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. Well, let's, before we go, let's uh, tell my audience where they could contact you. Do you have a website? Yes. Tell me. Yes, I have a website. You can type in just my name, you know, www.tamarazoner.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on, I do a lot on Instagram, just showing up with 30 second little bits of inf uh, inspiration. Uh, but yeah, if you want to contact me, my website is best. Okay, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And, and uh, do you have an Instagram account? Yes. So again, my name is pretty unique. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as I know, only other, uh, one other Tamara's owner in the whole world and she's Brazilian or something like that. So okay. it's not me. And it's either Tamara's owner or one Tamara's owner. Okay. Uh, right. On Instagram, on Facebook. Okay. All right. Good. Occasionally LinkedIn Got that. and Twitter. But, I wrote yeah. that down. <laughs> and Perfect. of course, I'll be writing this at the bottom of each um, of, of this episode. Thank you so, right. so much for commenting and for, for commenting, for, you know, <laughs> uh, allowing yourself to let go and give us that beautiful sound. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so oh, much for welcome. coming. Thanks for asking. It's been a blast. <laughs> Thank you, Claudia. Bye-bye.